0: It takes more than advising people to stay at their job and give it a chance because you don't want them competing against you on the job market to be a great engineer. This (laughs) is Soft Skills Engineering, episode 395. I am your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for people who understand that there's only so many job openings and a lot of people competing for them.
1: You know... Back when we first started this show, we always said our goal was to become large enough that we could influence the tech labor market and then sell that as a service to unscrupulous people. (laughs) We finally achieved that, thanks to you. We wrecked the whole economy. (laughs) Yeah, are you an employer who doesn't want to pay people as much? Tell Soft Skills Engineering to tell people not to quit their jobs for a small fee.
0: Yeah, you know, it'd be a shame if the whole industry quit their jobs all the time and you had to con- constantly rehire them <laughs> please
1: stop telling people that yeah wait yeah i think i i think we're bad at this i think i'm bad at this i think I, the <laughs> thing i said would not have the impact that they would want it to have
0: i think the bottom line is we're 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 building a business on a foundation of extortion and succeeding
1: yeah and we're well we're succeeding a part of it but the like Extorting part, we take the money, we don't do the thing very well <laughs> so far. We, we it's like intense. We're to still scaling up that part of the business. <laughs> <sighs>
0: uh, right now, that all goes to just hiring people. We don't know what they're doing yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we're still building our extortion V one alpha yeah. product.
0: <laughs> layers and layers of management are required. Yes.
1: Yeah. the The, the team events exercises oh, and of course the snacks oh the snacks. <laughs> How can you have a team without team building? <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, this episode is sponsored by WorkOS. The best way to add single sign-on to your software product you will hear more about them
0: later. All right, can I thank our patrons? Th- yeah. I want to say thank you to those that are contributing at a level where we shout their name out every single week. They are Dan from Drone Deploy, Chase W. Norton, TypeHero.dev, Never is Not Just a Creator on Mars with a Flamingo Emoji. I Like Chicken, I Like Liver, Meowmix, Meowmix, Please Deliver, Trash Panda, The Computer Valentin at Datafold, Santa Hopar, Kent C. Dodds, Jenny Kim, Owen Shartle, Craig Motlin, The Stochastic Parrot, Patron.com, We're hiring, Ira Chan, A. Single solitary question mark. Jonathan King, WebTow, Awesome End to End Testing, The Unsettling Nature of Not Knowing the Content and WilliamAngel.net, Travis, Braden Keynes, John Grant, and Cody Sale. If you'd like to join this so illustrious crew, go to SoftSkills.audio and click the support us on Patreon button where you can contribute any dollar amount to get access to our Slack community, where you can do things like get advice on how to negotiate your offer, or just read the Tech Humor channel, which is honestly my personal favorite. Great memes yeah. are always showing up in there at just the right pace. You know, it's not like you're going to get sucked in scrolling and scrolling for hours. It's just like a meme every couple days or maybe every day. It's like the exact right amount of meme for my personal meme consumption budget. Anyway, your codes compiling pop in there real quick. Pop in there check it out. It's awesome. And if you contribute enough, we'll say whatever you want us to say that's safe for work and can be typed into the Patreon name field
1: on the show every week. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the support. Uh, I want to read some listener feedback. This is from a listener named Chris, who says, I discovered your podcast a few months ago and have been devouring the back catalog of episodes in reverse chronological order. It's been great listening to the job market gradually improve over time. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies for not having a question, but I just wanted to let you know that I find your show strangely compelling. Ooh, strangely compelling is... Uh, Thank you, is I guess. what people say about us. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel strangely good. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's exactly how it makes me feel. I got to say, the first time I read this feedback, I, I was listening to the, the, the Chris say, it's been nice hearing the, the job market gradually improve. And I remember thinking, is it improving? And then I realized, oh, he's listening in backwards order. That is so yeah, funny.
1: <laughs> I had the same thought.
0: That is so funny.
1: Oh, I feel like it maybe is. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Too early to tell, maybe. Look, thank you, Chris. That was, well, okay, listen. <laughs> Too early to tell. Wink wink. Pay us enough money one way or the other and then we'll tell you. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the job market going
0: the way you want. All yeah. right, Chris. Thank you for the strangely compelling feedback. Shall yeah, I shall you. I read our first question? Please. This comes from a listener named Bobby Forged Request. <laughs> <laughs> uh. One of my coworkers, who is the nicest, most humble person I've ever met, is about twice as productive as I am. They're super uber productive. They close about two to three times as many tickets as I do during the same sprint. For reference, I'm a software engineer, too, and they're a senior dev. Their work is very solid, too, and they're not just selecting easy one-point tickets to pad their stats. How do you cope with a superstar teammate like this? Do I direct more (laughs) questions toward them to slow them down? (laughs) Do I volunteer them? For more design-heavy projects? Jokes aside, I'm curious if this is something that you've seen in your career, and if you were a manager, would this make you feel like the other not-super-uber-smart teammate is just not doing enough? Is this answer as simple as, well, sometimes people are just very, very
1: gifted? Hmm. I think you should convince this person to quit their job and join Dave or I at at our workplaces. (laughs) Yes, we've got a position for you on the Extortion OS Platform (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. Yeah. We need that productivity to finally launch our alpha.
0: Yeah. I I love how this person completely (laughs) took the wind out of our sails and already identified two awesome answers. Yeah. Which is ask them more questions to slow them down (laughs) and give them a design-heavy project. Uh,
1: So funny. Tell them you need to design your own ORM. Yeah. That'll
0: get them off topic. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah hmm okay they're a senior dev software inch 2 i I feel like software eng 2 is probably the level right below senior dev probably depending on like the that's, company that's, which sounds about right. yeah it depends on the company but that seems like a common ladder i've seen does that mean that each level is twice as productive as the level below it
0: yes because that's what's happening here so yeah, it's I mean, <laughs> just normal. It's working. Yeah, it's fine.
1: <laughs> what you really have to do is think long and hard about the other senior devs who aren't two or three times as productive as yeah, you. Yeah, what are they doing? Yeah.
0: Also, just wait one day. Here, this is something maybe no one told you, but when you get promoted from software engineer two to senior engineer, you suddenly become two to three two to three times. As productive, because there's a secret that's written in your promotion document that once you read it, you'll be like, oh my gosh, if I had known this, I could have been two to three times as productive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but they couldn't have told you earlier because then that would dilute the value of the secret, I guess.
0: It's a secret that's kind of paradoxically can only be read and understood in the context of a truly earned promotion. So if you read it Mm -hmm. and you don't become two to three times as productive, you actually were not worthy of the promotion. Fades away. Yes. And then you can't remember what it was that you read. Yeah. So all these things you will experience soon.
1: I mean, what you could do is try and get them promoted and then you'll hear about all their failures and reasons why they can't be promoted. I feel like there's always like pushback when you're trying to prepare a promotion doc or not push back there's scrutiny and well what about this thing in this case and stuff mm-hmm. so i think what i interpret here is some comparison to this person and and some amount of like what am i even doing if i'm not yeah. as good as yeah super uber productive kind nice humble engineer <sighs> this um, person which wins I can on every with. on every dimension <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: If they if this person was a jerk, at least you'd be like, yeah, but they're a jerk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can identify with that. I've definitely worked with people who I felt like were just like a, a superset of me in some way. Yeah. I think one thing that has helped me is realizing that that's actually never been true when I when I dig deep enough into it. That I feel like I have always been able to identify something that I think I'm good at to add value. That... Fits with a a weakness or an area of of that they're not concerned about, or I don't know. There's something. Like I, I kind of imagine myself as a different puzzle piece shape than the super uber productive perfect human. But the um, other puzzle piece it, is like three times bigger, though. But it's also bigger. Yeah, it's bigger. <laughs> it's also a different shape. And there's there's a shape for me too. There's a place I fit. Like in. yeah, I can fit so, in small places. And <laughs> yeah. What if you need someone who's less productive to sabotage a project? <laughs> yeah this person they would can't fail it. at that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but i think i I think it's unlikely that there's you're probably comparing like strength to weakness in a way of of something they do really well and it might be something you don't do as well or that you aspire to do better and it's it's easy to look at that and discount things that you do do well so I think I'm giving you a vague generic pep talk of like maybe you're two to three times better at hugs. Than this person <laughs> Yes Highly underrated And undercompensated skill Yeah Tell two to three mm-hmm. times better of jokes Yeah You can't fire me I'm the joke guy Yeah <laughs> Hey Who would tell these funny we'd, we'd, We wouldn't have such a good time anymore <laughs> In our meetings <laughs> Yeah So I, I would look at that And if you're really stuck on like Well who am I even What am I even doing here If I'm not as good as this person The other advice I have is See if there are things that you can learn from them. I think it is unlikely that you will absorb their power and just turn into them. But I've learned stuff from people much better than me at things, even if I haven't become as good at them as things. At the very least, I've learned like, oh, it's possible to be this good at it. Yeah. This thing at debugging or or like SQL or I don't know data-driven decisions or whatever it is, and it kind of raises the ceiling of what I think normal and 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 excellent is.
0: Yeah, the question here is how do I cope with this? And I'll tell you, Jameson, like when I started, I started riding bikes kind of more seriously about, what, like 10 years ago or so. And, you know, I would just kind of tool around the neighborhood, ride this route, you know, pedal, pedal my pedals, turn the wheels. And then I got in with a group of riders who showed me, they were like, I'm like, oh, where are you riding today? Can I go with you? And they were like, sure. They went literally 10 times farther than i had ever gone (laughs) and i got home at the end of the ride and i was like wow i'm exhausted also i never would have even realized that was possible to go that far and do that route and uh and so it's nice to work with people who push the performance envelope a lot farther than you even thought before you farther than you could really even see i think just just you know, I'm trying not to be too hyperbolic, but, you know, far. Yeah. And so this is actually a much, much better situation, I think, than working with people who you look at and go, man, why can't they just be a little more productive?
1: Yeah. Yeah. This person seems like they could have the makings of a great mentor. They're nice. They're humble. They're super productive. They might be a great asset, someone who's capable of teaching you stuff and willing to do it. Yep. I've heard the cliche a lot of... uh I like you're not supposed to be the smartest person in the room. You know, you work with great people and get better. I guess that's kind of what we were just saying. But yeah, mm-hmm. you, you
0: get to live that out. Yeah, it's awesome. Look at it that way. It really is great. And just watch this person and see what are they doing. Sometimes in software development, there there really can be this big performance delta between two people. And I've never really been able to pinpoint what it is that makes someone so much better than, or so much more productive than someone else. Other than like, they, there's a way that they seem to think. That just works for the project, and I don't know—I don't even know how to put that to words.
1: I can think of a person I worked with early in my career who was really, really good at debugging, mm-hmm. and I had never really thought about debugging as a skill or something you got better at. It was just kind of labor you did, I guess. But I watched them debug, and they just deleted like half the code, and we're like, "Well, now we know it's not in this part," and then uncommented it, and then deleted the other. You know, they just like. Yeah sliced through very quickly something instead of staring at it agonizingly. Oh, yeah, like maybe if I just look at it long enough. <laughs> it yeah, yeah. They're like, well, delete all this crap. Okay, it's still there. It's not in that part, <laughs> you know? Clever. So it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't quite like one weird trick to get better at debugging, but that's a small example of of something I feel like I learned from someone who's is, who is gifted and and excellent at something. Also, sometimes these highly productive people,
0: their secret is they wrote the code. You know, there's a, huge difference. <laughs> there's a huge difference between someone who wrote the code and someone who's now coming into it and having to figure it out. You know, just yeah. imagine how that feeling you get after you write a couple hundred lines of code and you put it out there and you just have all of these mental objects in your mind that represent the various states and interfaces and f- control flow. And all of that is just there for easy reference. It's like an L1 cache ready to go. But then, Imagine if the only way to get to that, instead of having it built up over time because you created it, is to read it line by line. It is so hard. It is like 10 times harder to read all the code and come to an understanding than to, well, you know, I got to take that 10 times back. It actually took a ton of effort to build that mental model for the person who wrote the code. It's just that Mm -hmm. they did it by writing the code, you know? So it's like, they were going to have to do that anyway. But now you have to show up and you're just, it's like starting a race miles behind
1: everyone else. I'm thinking of a particular kind of side project I have at work that, yeah, I have it all in my head. And, and at some yep. point, I will have to hand that off to the team. Yep. And they'll Good be like, what is this crap? Good luck to you, team.
0: <laughs> and you'll think, why are they Sorry. so slow? I was two to three times faster than they are. Yeah, what the <laughs> heck? Come
1: on. I didn't need docs to understand this project. Yeah, and no What's one documented any of this for
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would also suggest, you know, you've got yourself a situation where you've got someone who truly is praiseworthy. They're nice, they're smart, they're humble and highly productive. Why don't you go pay them some compliments? I think sometimes people can be insecure about this, but I have found that if you just come out and be lavish in praising people who are truly amazing and just say, hey, you are so awesome. I am so glad to be working with you. You're inspiring. Like I want to, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate how productive and awesome you are. Now, you're going to, this, this serves two purposes. One, it's going to make them feel great. And honestly, they deserve to be great. This is a highly productive person who's also nice. Like this is kind of a rare breed. But also, it will help you dispel some of the insecurity that you're carrying with you, which can only hurt you. If you are insecure, it makes you vulnerable to misinterpret people's gestures as critique when they are not. Hmm. It changes your mindset to receive words that are otherwise positive as negative. And it mm. makes you always on the lookout, and you are wasting brain cycles and emotional energy on that stuff. So, the most, the, and, I'm, and I'm cluing in here to the word cope. How do I cope with this? Well, typically we cope with things that are real problems. This is not a problem. You have an awesome coworker yeah. who does awesome work. The only problem is that you perceive it as that maybe managers think you look bad. And I want to hmm. pivot to that for just a moment before we go to the next question, Jameson, which is what do managers think of this? And guess what? Every team. Has this distribution of talent on it? I'm sure Jamison, you're like as you think about your team right now, you and you think about the most productive people and the least productive people. It's a it's a it's a power law shaped curve or like a Pareto uh, distribution curve, where you yeah. you you always have like 20% of people who are just much more productive than the others, and there's no getting away from it. And managers pull their hair out trying to figure out how to fill a whole team of nothing but those two to three x performers. And it's just really, really hard, if not impossible to do. So I don't think they think anything of it other than this person is great. And I don't think they think you're bad because this person is great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, if, you're, if your manager has been around, they have seen similar patterns before. It's not always the same shape, but certainly true that it's pretty rare to have a team where everyone is equally as productive. So that, I mean, that's part of why levels exist. The expectations are different mm-hmm exactly well yeah I, I think if you're really concerned one of the concerns might be well am i doing enough not just am i as good as this person but like maybe i'm maybe i'm not even good at all and your manager should be able to answer that question for you right like, i i feel like i'm concerned that i'm not getting as much done as this person uh, how how do you feel about my output at work are you satisfied with it do you wish i were doing more mm-hmm so if, if that fear is is maybe like Do they look down upon me or do they have a negative view of me or am I at risk because I'm not doing what they're doing? You can, you should be able to get a straight answer to that.
0: Yeah, totally. All right. Jameson, I can count on zero hands the number of times I've been glad that my dev team rolled their own SSO system.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that seems straightforward and then you start hearing more acronyms and more concepts and OAuth and OIDC and SAML and SCIM and a bunch of other stuff. And then you find out about new acronyms when stuff's on fire.
0: (laughs) Exactly. This is where WorkOS comes in. WorkOS makes it easy for developers to add SSO to their app rather than building it from scratch yourselves like I have mistakenly done. Hmm. WorkOS has... Excellent, inspiring levels of good documentation. They have their own login UI they've created called AuthKit, which looks really beautiful. And frankly, I wish my company website looked that good. (laughs) And they have have example apps in nine different languages, including Node.js, Python,
1: PHP, and even Go. WorkOS is a drop-in replacement for Auth0, and it gives you great pricing. You get a million monthly active users for free. Also, I have personal experience with WorkOS. I actually use them at my current job. I know some of the folks over there. And the stuff Dave said is true. Really easy to use. Great docs. Excellent support. No complaints about them. I don't know. I don't know if that's a strong enough endorsement. <laughs> They're all right. No complaints. No, WordPress is great. I, I like them. I liked them before they sponsored us.
0: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Listen, don't punish your future self by building a homegrown SSO system or locking into a multi-year contract with some legacy vendor with opaque pricing and low usage caps. Join the growing list of companies that are using WorkOS today like Vercel, Webflow, and Loom. Check it out at workos.com slash soft skills.
1: That is workos.com slash soft skills. Okay. Should we read our next question? Yes. This is from an anonymous listener who asks, In my previous job of five years, I worked only three hours a day due to a low workload. Seeking a change for career growth, I switched jobs a few months ago, exposing myself to new technologies. Initially stressful, the pace has slowed down, and there's no external pressure to learn. Despite getting praise and raises for minimal effort, I aspire to be a smarter software engineer. How do I motivate myself to learn and step out of my comfort zone when there's no apparent reward considering I've easily found new jobs and advanced my career without exerting too much effort? Wow. A history of only having to work
0: part-time at a full-time job and still be successful. Oh, this might be the other person from the first question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe it is. (laughs) Maybe the truth is worse than you thought. They're not just two to three times more productive. They're like... Six to eight times more productive because yes. they're only working three hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hmm. How do you motivate yourself to learn
0: when there's no apparent reward? That's interesting. What does that mean? No apparent reward. I mean, that, there's like an existential answer to that question. Oh, what's the meaning of it all? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, This is all so meaningless. But I don't think that's yeah. what they were talking about here. I think it's more like monetary reward, you know?
1: Yeah, like they're they're doing fine without really exerting themselves.
0: I felt this before. I, I remember I was very early on in my career and the first couple of opportunities I got raises or bonuses, I remember thinking after the raise, I thought, for some reason, I am less motivated to work as hard now. And I think huh. it was because I realized like, oh, this is a generous raise. And I guess what I've been doing is is good enough. Is so good that it earned a high raise, and then I'm like, well, what if I don't put in as much work? I don't know. It was a very interesting mental gymnastics that I was kind of walking through, but I remember yeah. walking away thinking, I don't feel like I should work so hard. Hmm. Maybe it was because the material benefit of getting a raise just there was so much anticipation, and when it actually happened, and I looked at my first paycheck, I was like, oh, it was like I don't oh, feel. Yeah, I feel I can nothing. buy another hamburger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this week, yeah. <laughs> It's like huh. the marginal benefit of a little bit of extra money is just not that, yeah, not that impactful in your life.
1: Yeah, so it, it seems like the listener is motivated by there, there's two things in conflict. One of them is the external recognition of skill and success, which comes from raises and praise and and kind of promotions and stuff, and they feel like they're getting that, even though they're not really. Applying themselves as much as they could be, and then the other piece is the the internal, the the intrinsic motivation of of you just want to be excellent, or you want to build this thing, you want to see this thing exist. I I think I have an exact answer to this, which is you should go start a company if you feel like you're really underused. Mm. I don't know if this is a good answer or not, but <laughs> you will not be able to do this <laughs> if you're starting a startup. It will it will kind of suck you in completely, and you will have. A lot of commitment and and ownership of it because it's your thing. So if you work three hours a day and you get a lot of stuff done, uh, I think most people who are founders would say, "Awesome, five more hours to do stuff." Instead of like, "Sweet, I'm done for the day." Right. So you you could maybe do something much different that would provide you a lot more feeling of ownership and and accomplishment of of like. Uh, the intrinsic need to to deliver something by making it your thing entirely. There are other ways to achieve that as well, but that's one way you could do it. Yeah, that is a good point.
0: Start a company and you'll never, ever feel this way again. Yeah.
1: You'll feel a lot of other things. Certainly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For example, you'll feel
1: a longing to go back to the life you had. Yeah despair thanks <laughs> if it, so i haven't done this i haven't started well i don't know i've you like started kind a of, sort of small i've business? started a couple things i guess but they're not like startup software companies in, yeah in the same way if it seems like it's kind of like how people describe parenting where it's like higher highs and lower lows yeah it feels similar uh from my glimpses of it in other people of like yeah, it's just so intense in the good and the bad. Yep. I don't I, know. This podcast is all highs, Dave. I don't have any I know. lows are soft skills engineering. There are no lows. It's not lows. intense enough. We're just yeah. doing great. We. I just like it. It's fun. So how do you motivate yourself? Well, you know, I only podcast for three hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> and I I've been doing eight do hours, hours a day. What the? the? Time. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for subsidizing my free time, Dave. Oh,
0: I've been wondering how you got so good at Dota.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, My skills have atrophied. (laughs) Uh, the, The community has moved on greatly in the several years I've been away. I would be much worse now. Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, so how do I motivate myself to learn to step out of my comfort zone when there's no apparent reward? I would say, I challenge that. There are rewards. What are you looking for? What is the reward that you want to receive? If it's monetary... That's okay. No judgment. Money turns into hamburgers and I like hamburgers. But you could maybe talk to your boss about that and say, hey, I'm looking for a way... Here's like kind of my favorite key phrase. I'm looking for a way to align my incentives to the business's success. And I think that one of the ways I can do that is through productivity, that I could increase my productivity to produce more for our company to be more successful. And in order for that incentive to align, I need some kind of target that i'm working toward and and don't say something silly like lines of code or story points produced but some kind of target maybe it's a deliverable maybe it's a side project i mean you go to your manager and you say hey i've got i can take on a project beyond my normal workload they definitely have something in mind like i'll just give you a few ideas a few examples of that your engineering manager probably has some things that he or she wants to tackle in the product so bad, but it never rises to the priority level of what's on the roadmap for this, for the immediate future. And so ask your, your manager. In fact, I had an engineer do that to me just a few weeks ago, came to me and said, I want to work overtime because there are some skills that I want to develop in infrastructure as a service or infrastructure as code, rather. And I was like, great. There are some things I've been wanting to tackle for a long time. I'd love to have you have like your own little personal roadmap that's outside of the normal day-to-day. And this person was super happy. And I said, I'll pay you for it. And super happy. He just wanted to get the new technical skills and and I wanted it done and we had a little bit of budget. And so we went for it and it was awesome. So that's a good way huh. to motivate. But you know, for you, maybe it's money, maybe it's a bonus, maybe it's extra PTO. I don't know. Figure something out and then go align, force your company to have a decision or a discussion about aligning your incentives with the business outcomes this is a slightly
1: different track but yeah this is going to be one of those i'm going to say it and see if i think it's true or not if you really want to have a lot more outcomes sometime or output sometimes that is possible in leadership roles if you're a a tech lead or a manager a team lead or something if you're helping a whole group of people do more that can have more of an impact than you doing more. Just if you help each each person do a little bit more, you'd have to do a lot more individually yourself to make up for that difference, you know? So I don't know if this aligns with what you're interested in at all or your skills or anything, but um, it's also a much different feeling of ownership when you're you're kind of trying to help the whole team mm-hmm. instead of just do your stuff. Maybe that is some combination that fits your circumstances of maybe... maybe Some kind of leadership role, some kind of tech lead thing, something like that. Go start a book club. Nothing says output and recognition like (laughs) book clubs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I've let our book club languish at work. Oh, no. Yeah, I got to get it back going. Book clubs are hard, to They take a lot of pushing. It was good. And then stuff just came up that wasn't the book club. Exactly.
0: It just slips. It's never as important as the roadmap. All right. Also, I, myself. I think you know no no apparent reward. You'd be surprised when you start putting yourself out there how much fulfillment and enjoyment you can get from engaging in extracurricular activities. And by extracurricular here, I don't mean go join the chess club. I mean, uh, doing a little bit more or different things than what you've been doing at work to help the business. Book club kind of jogged my memory or made me think of that. But there's a whole bunch of other things too, like. And I'm sure there are processes that are broken in your, on your team. Go talk to your manager about that. Offer to help and just see what it does to your overall demeanor and psyche to be proactively contributing value to your team. And forget about the money for a moment and just think about how nice it is to be a contributor and look at the way your team looks at you and talks to you and, and appreciates you when you're the one sticking your neck out there and saying, I'm going to go make this better that I know will improve life for everyone. Just the glow in their faces
1: when exactly. they, they see you. Yeah, I think I'm gonna that's gonna be a lot easier to do at a big co- or at a small company than yeah. <laughs> a big company. For sure. That 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 can be a dangerous path to crushing your soul at a very large yes. company. Because <laughs> there's so much just cruft and inertia and bureaucracy in, in the way of process changes, especially, especially if they cross areas of ownership and teams. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen people break into pieces on those rocks yes i've been one of those people so never try i guess that's the yeah message i'm getting. i don't know clearly give up now (laughs) go work for a smaller company bad yeah yeah hmm have we answered the question i think so cool well best of luck love to hear from you love to hear how it goes at the very least you have more time to listen to the podcast so perfect maybe that's a way you can use your time (laughs) perfect What can people do if they would like their own questions answered, Dave? Go to softskills.audio and click the Ask a Question button. We want to thank you to everyone who
0: does that every week. We love reading your questions. You keep the show going like the heart that
1: pumps in my chest. Much like the heart that pumps in Dave's chest, if the questions stop, he will die. (laughs) (laughs) true. (laughs) So that's a lot of pressure on you, but I know you can do it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week.